Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Eli, Ryan, and Chloe. They are big fans of the podcast, and I'm glad you all enjoy the show. Check out a wild gloop drawing from Ryan on the website. Siblings Bastion, Jasper, and Raven made gingerbread cookies of the Valleytown characters. That is the most amazing thing ever in the history of the universe. You can see pictures of those cookies on the website. I also want to shout out Anthony from Melbourne, Australia. Anthony's favorite character is Master Momo, and I think that might be my favorite character right now, too. Thanks for listening, Anthony. And I also want to reach out to Albert Smith, who is a big fan of the show, and I want to say thanks for listening, Albert. Now, today's story is titled The Origin of the Gloops, Part 3. We learned in Parts 1 and 2 that Nikos and Harry are wizards who created the gloops to help them around their laboratory. And for a while, they were harmless little helpers. Then, during a terrible storm, lightning struck all the gloops and they were turned evil. Now we rejoin the story as Harry and Nikos are trying to destroy the rogue little helpers to keep their island safe. Harry and Nikos and Roly entered the cave cautiously. The villagers followed them in. The villagers were all carrying torches and other weapons. The light from the torches cast a dim glow on the rock walls of the cave. They explored the cave tunnels a bit, and then a villager whispered from behind them, They're probably just around this bend. There's a large open space up ahead with a bunch of uh, big stones lying about. Our heroes clutched their weapons tighter. Harry was ready for anything with a magic wand in each hand. Nikos was wielding a wand in one hand and a magical club in the other. Roly was carrying a shovel, which might not sound like a good weapon, but these were like big blobs of jelly, so using a shovel to splash them into pieces was a good strategy. The villager was right about the gloops being just around the bend. Once they turned the corner, 
The villagers' torches cast light on the room, and the shiny surface of all the gloops reflected the light. They were everywhere in the room, and they had certainly multiplied, as there were now more than earlier in the day. Once the heroes entered the room, the gloops attacked. Some still had weapons from earlier when they attacked the town. Some just charged without any weapon. Harry and Nikos, both suspecting that the little helpers were afraid of fire, blasted forth with their magic wands. Streams of fire spit from their wands and sprayed the enemies in the room. But the gloops were coming from all sides. The, villag the villagers joined the fight immediately, slashing and hacking with their weapons again and again. Nikos and Roly stayed together, fighting side by side. Nikos noticed a villager nearby. Three gloops were attacking him at once, and his weapon was knocked away. The villager was defenseless, and Nikos knew he had to act fast to protect him. Nikos approached the gloops and attacked them from behind. He couldn't blast them with fire because he was afraid that he would accidentally hit the villager. But Nikos had many tricks up his sleeve. He threw a handful of freeze powder at the gloops, and for a moment they were stunned, frozen in place. Nikos swung wildly at the frozen gloops with his club, smashing the evil creatures to pieces. But more gloops appeared behind Nikos and smashed into him while he was fighting. Nikos fell to the ground and dropped his club. He rolled over to stand up and saw three more gloops closing in on him. He scooted back, trying to escape the gloops, until his back was against the cave wall. The gloops were closing so fast, he felt in his pockets for some powder or potions to use against them, and just when they were close enough to smash him with their weapons, Roly barreled into one of the gloops so hard that it smashed against the cave wall and exploded into a mess of gloopy gloopiness. Before the two other gloops could react, Roly did the same to them, smashing them into the cave wall so hard they splashed into puddles. Nikos yelled, Yeah, Roly! And the two heroes continued to crash around the cave room, destroying gloops in great number. Finally, the room was cleared, and everyone cheered. Harry was exhausted from all the magic he had cast. Nikos and Roly were still so excited from battle, and the villagers were happy to finally be rid of this mysterious new enemy. As the group gathered themselves and collected their weapons and tended to their wounds, Harry told the villagers how the gloops were formed. He promised to personally pay for the damages to the town and was generally very apologetic. The villagers were happy to hear the truth and happy to be rid of the menace. They were also accepting of Roly. After seeing him in battle, they were convinced that he was different from the others and was not a threat to them. As everyone filed out of the cave, Nikos looked around and noticed Roly wasn't at his feet. He looked around the large cave room and didn't see Roly anywhere. Nikos borrowed a torch and continued into a cave tunnel, searching for his gloop friend. And there he was, standing and staring down a long, dark hallway 
that went deeper into the complex of cave tunnels. Nikos went next to him. Uh, hey, Roly, what do you see, boy? The two peered down the hallway, now illuminated by the light from Nico's torch. Roly's little gloop eyes seemed to squint and look around. I don't see anything, Roly, said Nikos. There's nothing here. And the hallway was, in fact, empty. Yeah, it looks empty down here, bud, said Nikos. Let's head back to the lab. We've got a lot of cleaning up to do. Roly turned and looked up at Nikos. He made a little gloopy sound and turned to follow Nikos back home. Everyone left the caves then, relieved to be rid of these bad guys. But what no one knew was that deep within that cave, one gloop had survived. He hid in the cave and escaped one night under cover of darkness. He made his way to a port town and slipped onto a boat that sailed to faraway places. And all it takes is one gloop to make more and more and more. The End Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'm glad we all got to hear the origin of the gloops. It sounds like Nikos and Harry nearly took care of the problem, but it only took one to escape, and he ended up multiplying and creating the gloop army that we have heard about in other stories. Be sure to check out the website, kidsstoriespodcast.com, for new videos and new printables in the store. Adios.